0: Hello out there ladies, it's Rochelle with another episode of Unabashed You, where we as women get to talk about stuff. For the first time ever, we are having a guest host, Sean, my firstborn. He's a natural host, as you will hear. We cover topics ranging from unhappiness to unusual jobs, music to movies, why Belle is my favorite Disney character, and my ongoing crush on Kevin Costner, not to mention the vulnerability hangover I got after meeting Doris Roberts. We finish up with what this COVID year has taught me and what I have to be grateful for. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I did recording it. Laughs, tears, light, and more serious fare. Check.
1: Unabashed You is women talking about stuff. It's a place where you can be uniquely yourselves without apology. We want to be wise, to know our worth and to enjoy whimsy. And by we, I mean you, the women. <laughs> Michelle, welcome to your, your program. Thank you. Thank you
0: for having me. We thought we'd do something special, uh, I'm calling it a Thanksgiving treat. And that is to be interviewed by one of the men listening, which is Sean. And I'm uh, happy that he wanted to step up and be the host for today. We thought we'd turn the tables a bit.
1: Yeah, it's about time you got some testosterone up in here, okay? (laughs) Okay. I'm not sure how much I'm bringing, but... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so why don't we start with some of your questions that you usually do, since you don't usually get to do them.
0: That's true. I don't.
1: (laughs) Okay, what is... I'm interested in this. What is something on your bucket list?
0: Because you've done a lot. Well... You know, I think true for a lot of people is travel, getting back to being able to travel. And Mm -hmm. another thing on my pocket, pocket, pocket list, because I was (laughs) going to say puppy. So I had to merge puppy and bucket together. At some point, I feel like I need one more dog. So I don't know. I don't know when that is. I'm constantly, you know, torturing myself with cute puppy pictures. Yeah, I'm just not there yet. But it's it is (laughs) on the list. So travel and puppy yes
1: okay um three words to describe yourself
0: (laughs) i would say sensitive intuitive Uh uh-huh and fierce
1: oh okay okay fierce i would um not argue against that but but not fierce like you think of like you know um, roaming barbarians and stuff like that. I think you're very good at standing up for yourself
0: and and for others. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That is a true story right there. That's I would say that's the Enneagram aid in me. If we're going to, you know, talk any Enneagram at all. Um, Yes. I've always had that kind of sense of that's not fair or that's not right. Or that's not just or whatever. So, Uh yeah, that's where the fierceness comes in. And also, I I feel like fierce is a word that just means that can't not just is a word that means, you know, strength, strength and unabashed strength.
1: Mm. If you had to be part of um, a crew from one of the sitcoms that I know you (laughs) enjoy so much, which one would you want to be part of? Again, not as an actor, like you lived in this world with these people.
0: Oh, I live in the world with the people or I'm just acting with them.
1: No, no, no. You live in the world with
0: them. Oh, I live in the world with them. Yeah. Oh. Well, see, I would have said Seinfeld, but I I really don't think I would want to live with those people because, you know, (laughs) they're funny people, but they're not necessarily nice, kind people. So I I don't, as much as I love the show. Uh Um. I think I gotta go Friday Night Lights. If I have to live in the show, then that's the show I would I would want to live in because um, a lot of characters with integrity, you know, flawed and real, and, yeah. and all. But um, I could live in that world. I'm not so sure about um, you know watching football on an ongoing basis.
1: But <laughs> I, I was gonna say I would have
0: to acclimate. Learn clearly, I would have to acclimate.
1: Okay, now do you do two truths and a lie every time, or is that one of the ones you cycle in and out?
0: I, t- well, it, it It's depends. a good one. I, let's it, just do it. Okay, let's just okay, okay, two truths and a lie. You're going to have to guess it?
1: Yeah. Oh, oh gosh, yeah.
0: that's going to be even harder. Okay, be t- two truths and a lie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, gosh. It better be like there's bodies in the basement. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm just learning this now.
0: Oh, boy. All right. Um, my son, which is you, <laughs> worked undercover as a young child for the State <laughs> Department of Justice. That would be one. <laughs> Two, uh, I made toast as my first job, six days, <laughs> six days a week, six hours a day, my very first job when I was 16. Okay. And um, I had, um, well, a little, a uh, little date, we'll call it a little date with a famous comedian Who most of the listeners here would not know, but is um, Robert Brenner.
1: Okay. Now, I've heard all of these stories before, so it's like (laughs) a a small fact in one of these is wrong. So it might be the six hours a day or six days a week or something like that. Mm -hmm. I know for sure I worked undercover with you (laughs) um or it might be a different comedian I'm gonna say a different comedian
0: yes oh there we go that is the lie that is (laughs) the lie it was actually the late great Gary Shandling who I had a little date with oh fun yeah
1: okay so you got to tell people about your your espionage days
0: Yes. So the I was approached to, I guess, because I had an acting background, uh, would I d- do some undercover work for the State Department of Justice on a contractual basis? And I thought, well, yeah, okay, they're going to pay me a decent amount. <laughs> they're going to pay me per hour to act. <laughs> I can do that. And so, you know, they would tell me, okay, you're, this is your backstory. This is what you're you're doing. And, you know, one time they said, okay, we're, we're going to a doctor that we think's uh, prescribing too many diet pills. So, you know, you're, you're thin, was thinner than, um, and you are going to try to really talk him into, and you've got here's your best friend with you who was one of the undercover cops, which was an actual detective with a gun in her purse, and uh-huh. then I was wired, and then the, the head guy was in the police car listening to us. And I had to keep trying to, <laughs> I know something's true out of the TV show. I had to try to talk the guy into giving me diet pills.
1: And did you, did you book? Did you do it?
0: He wouldn't go for it. No, unfortunately, no, he didn't. He okay. would not give me the diet pills, no matter how much I pleaded and begged that I just needed to get off a few more pounds. He was, he was you, not,
1: uh, you didn't give a Shakespearean monologue and throw yourself upon
0: the the ground you know i don't recall i don't recall the details but the one that you participated in we pretended that you had an ear infection which you did not in reality which i did
1: all the time
0: well you did all you yes you had them all the time but this particular time you did not have an ear infection but we were trying they were going after a pharmacy that was oh yes so that and was that's, the undercover days. <laughs> and that's when I
1: knew I wanted to act. Yes. Okay, and then tell us about <laughs> That's when you knew you wanted to act, yes.
0: Well, my first summer job, or my first job ever was a summer job, and my uh, good friend at the time, her mom worked at this hotel, and so she got me the job. And uh, we rode down bikes two miles down to, uh, like, a Bayfront hotel, and... Her job was to answer room service calls, and my job was to make toast. Six hours a day, six days a week. I had one day off from 7 in the morning till 1 in the afternoon. And I know it sounds like something I made up, but it (laughs) truly – I lived it. I did not make it up, and the the servers would walk by and say, two white, one rye, hold the butter on the English, extra crispy on the rye, or whatever they'd say. I'd have to – I had my little – station and then all my little toasters going and going and (laughs) (laughs) it was was a lot of hijinks. It was almost a Lucy and Ethel kind of an episode.
1: Yeah. And the question is that everybody wants to know, I'm sure is, can you still make a really mean piece of toast? Yes.
0: Yes. I often have avocado toast with a fruit and vegetable smoothie for dinner.
1: How very California of you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So true.
1: (laughs) Now, as women, and by women, I mean you and (laughs) other women, (laughs) I believe uh, y'all, although I think men too, um, struggle with their worth, but this show is about women. uh, How do you counteract some of the mixed messages you receive?
0: Well, I think some of that comes with life experience and some of that comes with You know, accepting yourself as you are and loving yourself as you are and realizing that you really are never going to fit into whatever preconceived perfect mold you had set up for yourself or any Mm. lies that you've been told or were sold that you have to be this way, look this way. Um, It starts very young as girls And I'm sure this goes back. It's not like it's a a new thing. I'm sure it goes back. I I think it's been exacerbated, though, in more modern times with, you know, mass communication and media and then now social media and the Internet. So and then also my faith. I I know I'm loved as I am and that I I don't have to put on any kind of pretense. I get to just be me. And I've gotten better at this as I've gotten older, for sure.
1: Yeah, I think one of the um, important messages you taught me was um, sometimes people won't like you because you march to the beat of your own drum. And like, you know, either, I don't think you said this part, but either like, you know, come join along or like, get out of the way. (laughs)
0: Keep marching, keep marching. Yeah, because once you get into people pleaser mode, that is one sinking ship, rabbit hole, whatever, you know, illustrative <laughs> image you want to come up with. That's a no win for the person, no win.
1: So you think that messages are mostly, um, well, What? what are some of the messages you think?
0: You mean starting from when we're young?
1: The messages that women are getting, yes. So Well, starting messages from when
0: you're about- a little girl, yeah. You're, you know, you, you want to be beautiful, you want to be thin, you want to meet that prince and live happily ever after. And, you know, that's, that's kind of the, not just Disney, let's not just blame Disney, but that's very much perpetuated. Although they've got, I think the whole Disney Corporation has gotten better in more recent years with some of their starting, I'm going to say, with Beauty and the Beast. Um, okay, I see you doing a little bit of a thing. <laughs> like, you're not quite in agreement with that. They've gotten better. I mean, Mulan was not a love story. Uh, Moana was not, I mean, I'm, I met Moana. Moana was oh, not a love not. story. Mulan was a little bit of a love story. And then I'm thinking back like Beauty and the Beast, where that was like the first that I can remember, you know, independent, fierce woman. Now, she did happen to fall in love. But that was not really the objective. That was not really the end-all be-all. Mm-hmm. She fell in love. She kind of stumbled into love along the way yeah. of, of this selfless act that she did for her father. And I think she's my favorite Disney character. Not that you asked, but I'm just going to... <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just going ahead and going to share that. I just like her, her moxie and her... Yeah. And she fell in love with somebody that was not traditionally attractive. And yet... Of course it ends with him being really attractive. <laughs> you know, the, the transformation. That's some of my favorite music of all time. That transformation piece. Ooh, Whoever wrote that or Every time. I, I could just I could start crying if I start thinking about it too much. <laughs> it just it's just so beautiful. <laughs> that music. Oh my gosh. I'm just I, I the tears, like they're already coming. Okay.
1: Yeah, I think it yeah, it going off what you're saying that she Never is she, never goes against her own ideals, you know, like she doesn't have to change. Unlike, um, what's her face from Greece, oh, where gosh. she's like, by the end of the movie, she's like, I'm gonna totally change and sell out to please this guy. And Belle's like, No, I like books and all this stuff. And you know, he sort of they both start to compromise a little bit, although he has like a major character transformation. Uh, yeah, very good, very good choice.
0: Yes, do I? Get very it?
1: good choice. Yeah. <laughs> okay,
0: good. <laughs>
1: uh, um, what is one of the wisest things anyone has ever said to you that hasn't been said by yours truly? We'll have to like really, you know. Well, narr- I I that. can There's, already see
0: that we're gonna have to have another episode with with all kinds of other. Topics. I I see already your future as a regular contributor. It's just got to happen. Unhappiness is the ultimate form of self indulgence. I'll say Mm, it again.
1: Expand on that. Yeah.
0: Unhappiness is the ultimate form of self indulgence. Explain. Well, I did blog about it a little bit on one prior episode, which I can't recall right now. I don't remember the numbers or anything, but okay. So this was a hard time in my life. uh, Uh This particular, when I came upon this particular quote, yeah, and it actually had to do when I was pregnant with you. It was a very, Uh yeah, see how it all ties together.
1: I gave you a hard time.
0: Yeah, not at all. You're easy peasy. (laughs) I was a single woman and, um, uh, you know, doing this on my own through a very long story, cut to the chase. I'm now by myself pregnant. And I'm, I'm, this was not quite, not the the pregnancy, but the being alone part was not part of the plan. Mm. And so that's the part that made me so unhappy because partly the way it was done and some of the things that happened thereafter, it was just, it was like absolutely extremely painful, lonely, dark time for me for that reason. But I was also growing life inside of me. So you've got joy and the marvel at the miracle of, of life counteracted with this, you know, disappointment and complete heartbreak over being alone. And I was reading a People magazine, I was reading some article about an author who I wish I could think of who the author was. And I don't even think that he necessarily created this quote, but he had some kind of a Disorder or disease that made it very hard for him to like move his body well and all these sorts of things and he ran across this quote unhappiness is the ultimate form of self-indulgence and it just was uh-huh. like unhappiness yeah unhappiness yeah. and I thought oh my gosh it, it, it was just like a spotlight like cue the music spotlight kind of a moment of electricity I wrote it out on a piece of paper nice and not you know big and put it on my bulletin board and anytime I dared to feel unhappy I read Mm -hmm. that quote and it just permeated my being (laughs) I mean it just really became like how dare I be unhappy I've got life, and this is going to be a good life, and this is going to be a good thing. So, too bad I'm by myself. That's worse things, worse things could happen than that. So, that's 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 what that to me, that's what that means. How dare I not be happy in this moment that is happy?
1: Well, and what the listeners don't know is it, you held it so close to your heart that you got it tattooed on your back, which is just <laughs> <is> so cool. <laughs> that would be a lie. <laughs> I
0: should, I, that would be a new lie.
1: I would put an addendum on that and be, yes. it's okay to be, it, it's okay to be unhappy because things happen that suck and are yes. no fun. Yes. Right. But to like, I think to um, like indulge and fester. In the unhappiness, as any time you, you know, go on the internet, you can see people that are just sort of soaking and bathing in it. Yes. Um, Is maybe.
0: Well, I think it's chronic versus short term. Mm. So yes, yes, you can be unhappy fleetingly, and that's fine. But I was not going to spend nine months being unhappy. That would be self-indulgent. To have down days, sure. I have no problem with that. We all have down days. I don't think that's not at all what that said to me. What it said to me is you can't stay there. You cannot stay there. You can visit on occasion when you need to, (laughs) but don't stay there. That's what it said to me. Thank you for helping me clarify that.
1: It's like a visa to a foreign country. You can visit, but you cannot stay there. (laughs)
0: That's right. You can't stay there. (laughs) Okay.
1: um and what is the last fun thing you did
0: oh the last fun thing i did isn't that funny how i ask these questions and i i never think that i might one day have to answer them the last fun thing i did oh i would have to say is play that game with you that was very fun that game okay so sean brings over a board game in COVID. we both got masks on we're outside on the patio and Sean loves board games. Now, I I, I, li- I like board games, too, but he's taken it to a whole new level of loving board games. He has probably 30 board games, maybe more. I don't know.
1: He, it's a sickness.
0: It, he, he you, know, <laughs> you bring out this box, and I started to get paralyzed by looking at all of the things that went in the box. And as you set this thing up, I became more paralyzed thinking, oh my gosh, how will I ever learn how to play this game? (laughs) There are so many pieces, but I, I, I was like, you know what? He really likes this game. I'm going to be open to this game. And by the, by, I'd say like one third of the way in, it was like, okay, I'm getting the, the feel, the groove of this. I, okay, I got it. I think pretty much. You had to keep reminding me, but that was a very fun thing. And I'm going to add another one. When we we got together and watched When Harry Met Sally with uh, Ron and Mimi, who is your grandmother, my mother, Ron, your (laughs) father, my husband. So that was just, it's like a classic. It's like a modern classic. Yeah. And you and I don't tend to agree on movies. So anytime we find one, oh, you sounded just like Alan Rickman when you said that.
1: No, we do not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anytime we find one that we can agree on, it's very exciting. Because, of course, I've made you watch many movies throughout your life (laughs) that you, you have forgiven me for. And you have made me watch movies that, I won't say I have forgiven you for because there was nothing to forgive. Because you're just, still
1: holding on to that. No,
0: because I just felt like, you know, <laughs> I really owe this to him. I really don't want to see this Harry Potter movie, but I will see this Harry Potter movie because think of all the movies I made him see as a child. So
1: and for those of you at home, as soon as we got to Gringotts, which is just a, a magical bank with little goblins who are the bank tellers, and she, oh my gosh, look, oh, they're so gross looking. I'm like, mom, they're just bank tellers. Ugh, uh.
0: Visually sensitive, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to give a shout out to the name of that game in case anybody wants to know?
1: This game is called The Quacks of Quellenberg, and in it you are like... I don't know if it's like renaissance era it's essentially like a a a game where you are putting stuff into a bag and then you're sort of running odds in your you know in your brain and then you pick out these little you know little pieces and you're trying not to bust it's just like into its like finest form it was very
0: very complicated there were a lot of Not just pieces that you could buy, but then there were rocks, and then there was a deck of cards, and then there was another little (laughs) card thing over here that kept moving up in some fashion that I didn't understand. And, oh, you landed on a this, so now you have to do that. Yeah, it was – I'm so glad you actually how to play it.
1: Yeah, sometimes it's just it looks like a lot. Like I, I played a game with some friends the other day, and it looks like a lot. But then once you get into the rhythm of it, you're like, oh, it's, you know, there's only a couple things I can do. It's just there's a lot visually going on, you know. Um, So I don't think we're doing like a full expose on you today. I think we're just we're we're doing a lighter fare. Unless you have something that you wanted to share, um, then we're going to move into... Sort of what you're enjoying right now, as much as one can enjoy, (laughs) you know, life in the times of COVID.
0: Yes. All right. So what topic? The stuff we're into right now? Is that we're going to do a mini, the stuff we're into right now?
1: Yeah, unless you had something, you know, I like uh, you on the podcast, you usually let the women come Uh, forward with like their own stuff that they want to talk about. But do you have anything that you want to talk about?
0: I think the stuff we're into right now would be a, a good a good place. I, I have been doing that with Jack, and um, she's been busy working and doing other various things, and so we haven't been able to have her back on the show. But uh, that, that was kind of a fun, uh, uh, just a fun little way to break from some of the heavier affair. So uh, the first topic is entertainment. What song, TV, show, movie, book? Uh, entertainment, a song right now, my current song right now is I Am, You Are by Mercy Me. It's, uh. Can you give
1: us a taste of, taste of
0: that? <laughs> No. <laughs> if there are any, I will give you a taste of I will. Uh, No Shame by 10th Avenue North. And, um, I'm Sorry, Element by Toby Mac. You my,
1: love some Toby Mac. I
0: love me some Toby Mac. How many,
1: how many times have you gone and seen Toby Only Mac? Only twice. Twice. feels like more.
0: Well, I had tickets for a third time. <laughs> the first time we were going to see him, and that was when you were actually, was my birthday, and so you really didn't have a choice to come because I said, this is what I want for my birthday. I want you to come. And that, I ended up getting sick. And I had a fever. That was several years ago, so you didn't have huh. to go. And this would be another area that you and I, in the Venn diagram, this is like, this is not a part of the middle where we meet in the middle. I really like, you know, you know worship music and some oldies kind of, Yacht Rock Essentials I've talked about on the show before, my go-to playlist, You Are Smooth Jazz And, um, I like some, I like some oldies too. I'm saying that where we meet in the middle would be some of the, some of the oldies, some of the, some of the albums you were forced to listen to as a child.
1: Yeah. I think I went through, you distinctly remember, like, I think playing on the Super Nintendo and you, you must've been going through a hard time or something because (laughs) it was a lot of, I think Bonnie Raitt. And yes, now a lot. Like, of I think I rate. went through. I think I went through a, a period where I was like, I hate all that music, and then like it came back around at some point in my twenties, where I was like, Oh, okay, what is it? I can't make you love me. Yes. But I can't make you love me if you don't. And I'm like, okay, you cool. You can't make
0: your heart <laughs> feel something it won't. Yes, yeah. that and Seal. I think you had to hear a lot of Seal. Yes, that first but again, album. He's,
1: he's really good yes. as well. The yes. Bonnie, Bonnie Raitt song. That's like "Cry in the Tub." Is, so.
0: Oh, so, so I can't even bear to hear it now. It just, it just, <laughs> it just makes me want to cry hearing that song. <laughs> <laughs> TV show. I'm currently finishing up fourth season of The Crown, but I, of course, uh, I have to give an ongoing shout out to Outlander. It will be. Is this your
1: second or third time all the uh, way?
0: Through. Second time all the way through. I will go back a third time, just probably not until they're ready to release the next season, just to kind of remind myself about everything. And I, I was a very late adopter of Outlander, very late. So, <laughs> um, movie. Well, I don't really think we're watching movies right now. I'm not watching movies right now. I mean, not really. It's more. You know, it's more, um, I did go see Let Him Go. Your mother, our, our, my mother, your your grandmother, Mimi, asked me to take her to see Let Him Go with Diane Lane and Kevin Costner. So we went to the theaters during COVID and there were four people in the entire theater. So they, you're, you're like, it was, you're very spaced out and you have to wear a mask the whole time and it was fine. Um you know the movie was all right, but uh you know, and that was her suggestion. Let the record show that was her suggestion
1: she she had seen far from the matting crowd enough times that she was willing to go see another movie
0: well, I, I think um, she's never thought much of Kevin Costner as an actor. I don't know if many people
1: do. I think you're in a small minority (laughs) of people.
0: (laughs) Well, yes, I think a lot of him as an actor. Actor, can I say that? Uh, Yes, he's he's been my little crush, my little crushy, Mm. um, for I don't know, for as long as I can remember. From Silverado, was probably well, he was cut out of the big chill. He was supposed to be the guy that committed suicide. He was cut out of it. Lawrence Kasdan felt bad and said, "Dude, I'm sorry." He probably called him Buddy. Buddy Kevin, I had to cut you out. Don't worry. Next thing I write is going to be with you in it. And that was Silverado. So he got cut out of the big show, and um, then Silverado was the next thing he did. And then I followed him. Followed him ever since. <laughs> 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 and those who know me know that. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's, unapologetic.
0: It's unapologetic and it's fierce. It is, <laughs> it's fierce. And as Ron, my husband knows, that was part of the program when he married me. So there's no new, nothing new there. Nothing new on that front. <laughs> In fact, he recently told me, I have been trying to figure out how to get you to meet him like like on the celebrity golf tour. I You just have to meet him. We just have to get it over with. And I was like I don't oh, no. I, I don't think I, I I don't know if I can I, I don't think I can do that. I think I'd turn now for those of us who either well, it's not even so much an age thing because you can see I Love Lucy on Hulu. Shout out to Hulu. <laughs> I would turn into Lucy and or Ethel all at the same time. I would I would not be able to be coherent so that's I'm glad well, he didn't do that.
1: We know from your previous story of meeting um, the, the the mom from everybody loves Raymond. Oh
0: my gosh
1: <laughs> that, that maybe yeah maybe you should just admire from afar
0: <laughs> Oh my gosh. Now I have to tell that story. People are going to want to know about it.
1: You could just do a short a short version of it.
0: Okay. Uh, but the <laughs> short version of it, I was having a very, very bad day, a terrible day. And my movie friend, Mary, who's different from my first friend, Mary. So there's well, lots of Marys. Uh, we would meet for movies once a week. Doris Roberts was doing a play at the Playhouse. Mary and I met for a movie, and I was telling her what a terrible day I'd had. And I I don't often have those kind of days, and they don't often—I don't let them get me because you don't dwell in the unhappiness. I try not to dwell in the unhappiness. (laughs) I try to like process it, work through it, and then let it go. And um, she was behind us in line, and I turned around and I said, "Oh my gosh, I'm such a big fan." Could I have a hug? Because it's just like, to me, she was like, uh, you know, a mom or a grandma. And I was just like needing a hug from a mom or a grandma. And, and you know, for her, I had stalker crazy woman written all over my face. And um, she declined. She declined. And it was a little awkward. But uh, uh, I can embrace that story by, yeah. I claim that story super awkward talk about vulnerable and talk about vulnerability hangover which Brene Brown talks about when you put yourself out there and it doesn't go well it didn't go well but that's
1: okay preaching preaching to the choir
0: yeah that's okay sometimes those things happen so thank you for bringing up the (laughs) Roberts story for everybody now to enjoy yes and I'd like to think that on the other side you know she will give me a nice hug
1: that, she, that she'll be the one waiting at the pearly gates. Well, point.
0: I'm not thinking that. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Dennis, Callie. She she Lacey. has her hands
1: out welcoming you and you going for the hug. And she goes, Oh no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just welcoming you. I don't, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm still not giving a hug. No. Yeah.
0: No, I, I, oh, Christian, Christian. Of course I want Christian to greet me. Yes. Yes. I already have it in my mind who I would like to meet me there. Okay. Okay, so that's, uh, and then books, I'm reading Untamed by Glennon Doyle. You and I are doing a book club with Priscilla on the Universal Christ, so that's another one that I'm reading and enjoying very much so. My tech side podcast, uh, in addition to this one, which I love working on, and women, and now the men listening, now it's hashtag and men listening. You probably didn't even know because you're not on social media. And men listening, it's a thing. Oh. It's a thing. Yeah. Um, I, I another shout out to the Vox podcast with Mike Gary. It's my go to. It's my number one. Don't have a current favorite app. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: no. No.
0: No. Yeah, the outside clothes, I have a good friend, uh, Isha, who does some really cool clothes through Isha Inspired. So shout out for her. She's been on the show before, uh, my bosom buddy, because we met, because we both had breast cancer scares. Mm, That's how we met. And makeup, skincare, I am having a FaceTime meeting with first friend Mary tomorrow, where we are going to be diving into some deep skincare topics She has some new things she wants to share with me. I'm going to be there to listen. Exercise is walking. Food is Thanksgiving, but I don't really like any Thanksgiving food. So, as you know, we are ordering from Ruth's Chris (laughs) for Thanksgiving.
1: I I went to the grocery store this morning, and I was listening to Sean Hay. It's um, Sean Hay's Will Arnett and... um,
0: Oh, from huh? Will and Grace, from Will and Grace, Sean Hayes? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And there are three of them, um, Sean Hayes, Will Arnett, and um, a guy from Arrested Development. I can't think of his name right now. Um, very sort of... No,
0: but Will Arnett, that's Arrested
1: Development. I mean, the main guy, the straight man. Jason the, Bateman. Uh, Jason Bateman, there we go. Yeah, I love him. And they have a podcast together, and on it, they confronted Sean Hayes for, they're like, what do, what do you do? And he's like, every day I I eat the same like toast with tuna. And the same chips. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's my mom. (laughs) (laughs) You find something you really like and you just go with it. And they were talking talking to a chef and the chef was like, you know, and he's like, okay, it's like the canned tuna. And he's like, in the water or in the oil? In the water. And he's like, no, you've already lost me. (laughs) And so he gave some like, you know, some little tips out there like, okay, this is how you step up your tuna tuna sandwich game. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, does he have the same thing for breakfast and dinner too, pretty much? I don't know. They got I mean, was talk. they more got into lunch. Yeah. All right.
1: And that is one of your things.
0: Yes. That
1: we appreciate. You find something, you run it. I just,
0: yeah. I don't let go. There was a
1: Doritos, for those of you out there, there was a Doritos phase for a long time. Not there a was Doritos. a Cease Lollipop yeah for a long time i'm surprised you time. don't have veneers after the season lollipop phase yeah no That's uh, trader, trader joe phase. yeah that was a phase was tuna a phase. melt phase yeah
0: that was a phase now it's
1: the bean bean chip phase <laughs> the
0: bean chips yeah the bean chips and the bean bowl yes yeah. yes <laughs> you know me well you know me well imagine that all right first so inside spiritual self-improvement for the heart um
1: What's one thing that you you said you were reading the uh the book Universal Christ. What's something that you've learned from it?
0: I've learned how much I love going through it with you and Priscilla. <laughs> no. That,
1: that doesn't count.
0: <laughs> no, I that's what I've learned. I mean, because you recommended the book and then I started and I thought, oh my gosh, this is like a side of beef. I mean, it is just so meaty. I you know, and then I read through it and i highlighted it here and there, but then going through it with the three of us has just made it so much deeper and more profound. So I, I think, okay, I'm going to answer your question. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I think what I've learned, and I think I've talked about this before a little bit on the podcast is that I, I realize again, the older I get, because let's face it, we're all getting older. Nobody's doing a Benjamin Button. Um, I realize it's okay that I don't know, that I don't have all the answers, that I don't have to speak for God, that I don't have to have all of the, you know, rules or laws or I don't, I hate those words. I can't believe I use them. All the particular things that make up faith and belief I don't have to have all of the details. Um, I don't have to invest in all the details. I don't have to claim all the details. That's a good way to put it. I don't have to proclaim all the details. What I'm called to do is to love God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength and love others as myself, period, period. That's it. That's it. So... Creation, evolution, Adam and Eve—real a story. I it, it it's right. You don't care. It, it's not that I don't care. It's it's not an, an apathetic response. It's more of a. <laughs> it's more of a. You know what? That God gets to know all that. And and I can I can have thoughts and opinions in my life and different times I've thought different things and I've just arrived at a place of being comfortable with and not having a definitive answer. And mm. I'm I'm so much more comfortable in that space than I ever thought I'd be.
1: Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yes. Any other sort of self improvement sort of things any revelations
0: (laughs) revelations I think something that you know COVID has taught a lot of us is you know the slowing down the being content with simpler things the um I think I've learned to be more present in the presence and that's sort of my gift to myself. I just trying to be in each moment as it, as it's here. And, and I don't mean to sound like crystals and new age, you know, if there's anything wrong with that, you know, to each their own, <laughs> but it just, for me, and i read the book The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer, which was very good in kind of, you know, claiming a lot of the things that we're learning right now in COVID. I just feel very content and at peace with a simpler life. Although I would say outside of my bubble of my home and my family members and my close friends I'm I'm very sad for um the world you know all this the suffering COVID obviously being at the top of the list racial tension a very tense filled election season I'm sad about those things but I um I'm trying to just, especially right now, this being Thanksgiving week, I'm trying to be more thankful and Mm. grateful for what is instead of wishing for what isn't and doing what I can where I am.
1: Ooh. I hope all of you out there were listening. That was just a little bit of wisdom dropped for you, a little nugget.
0: (laughs) This has been wonderful. You've been a great um, uh, interviewer. I, I, I can see all of your performing skills and many other various things in your wheelhouse have come into great effect by leading this.
1: Well, I'm listen. I I am available for when you want to do the full. Oh no, you're getting you, someone's doing that actually soon, right? Well, spoiler. That's,
0: yeah, spoiler. That's in January. But I think I'd like to have you on periodically for, uh, you know, because I I think men are listening, and that is very exciting. That's not something I envisioned, or it it, it and it didn't matter. I mean, it's not like it matters to me. I think it's wonderful. It's just an, an extra bonus, an extra blessing. So that it it makes me happy and very fulfilled to think that you know men would want to listen to what women have to say. And it's not like our topics are so um, feminine specific. Because you even recently emailed me and said, "Hey, I listened to Callie's episode, and I'm gonna you know start doing one of the things the the Qualifying Saying language, sorry. the yeah. qualifying language, and that's yeah,
1: that doesn't have to just be for women. So yeah, I, yeah, I think it has to deal more with people who are a little bit more demure, and you know, I even caught myself today going into the Y to swim, and you know, someone was passing by me. oops, sorry, I was like, I should have just said thank you. <laughs>
0: Well, there certainly are times to say we're sorry. I mean, we're not going to take that out completely, but I think we've kind of abused the notion behind that. And I think when we say it so much, it's kind of puts you in a weakened state as opposed to thank you so much for waiting. I appreciate, you know, that you're still here or whatever the case may be. Mm.
1: Now, before you go, since it's Thanksgiving here yes. in just a couple of days, I want At least three things that you're thankful for this year.
0: It's just going to be the obvious. Faith. Family. Friends.
1: Okay. Any three (laughs) non-F words (laughs) that you're thankful for? Like specific to this year, maybe. Okay.
0: Specific to this year. This podcast. This podcast well, especially
1: because this year has been, you know, very strange, and like you said, yes. there's people have learned stuff about themselves. So, what are three things that you're thankful for um, that have maybe been more focused on this year than years past?
0: Well, I've, for sure, this podcast and website. Um, this has been nine years in the making, and um, I can't even believe I get to do this. That I took that leap of faith. That I took the risk. That I did it. And I don't know where it's going to go. That's not up to me. But I, I, I couldn't even gather the words necessary to really explain what this means to me. Um, I'm starting to get percolant here. This <laughs> <laughs> is <laughs> what we do. Yeah, it's what we do to be able to, you know, give voice. And to really encourage and inspire women, including myself, you know what? I've learned each week from each person I talk to. It's it's not a one-way street at all. I mean, I am adopting all kinds of things I'm learning from everybody. It's just fantastic.
1: And one of the things that I appreciate, besides the leaf blower outside, um, my window that I'm sure they'll drench my car as they usually do is um, that usually when you hear about um, men or women um, in that capacity, that it's usually a a famous woman. And I really enjoy your podcast because it's people who aren't necessarily famous or, or largely in the public eye and to hear, and to hear their, um, you know, interesting stories is, is really cool, you know, to get out there because it's not just famous people that have good stories. Sometimes they have really boring stories. Oh, I was born into fame and wealth, and I was giving everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, good, good. good for uh, you. Okay, so two, yeah, two more, two more things. Oh, for
0: specific to this year. Okay, yes. uh, the second one, and I'll see. Uh, try not to cry on this one. <laughs> oh <gosh. laughs> I'm thankful for Callie. Mm. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Callie?
1: Yes, so Callie, well one, um, our family, at least Mimi, my grandmother, my mom, and then I, um, are I don't know if we're teeming with estrogen or, or what chemical it is, but we <laughs> <laughs> um, get reclamped at like, very simple things. You could thank Mimi like, you know, oh thanks, Mimi. I really like that that sandwich. And I feel like she'd just start to <laughs> to
0: to yes. tear up.
1: And it, it only gets worse as we get as we get older. Um But Callie was a dog that you had for twelve years? Thirteen. Thirteen years. A wonderful uh, golden retriever, the second one that you had, and she was just so um sweet, but unfortunately she, you know, got very sick and was, um, going to suffer a lot. And so we had to put her down, um, cause it wasn't going to be something about bleeding in the stomach and it, yeah, it wasn't was going to be...
0: bleed out. She would bleed out. Yeah.
1: And so it was, you know, it happened sort of a little bit quickly, you know, she was on the downturn for a while, but it happened a little bit quickly and, and, um, but the, we got to share our final moments on the front lawn with her and a couple of us. And it was very, you know, very sad um, to lose a family member, you know. And, um, yeah, but, it, but but I think the the tears show a good legacy of, you know, the impact that someone had on our lives. And so I think even if you still get verklempt, that that is a, a testament to uh, what she left behind.
0: Yes, I agree with that completely. So 13 years. 13 yeah. Years. And then I would say the last thing, and, um, you know, as you know, you're part of a blended family. So when Ron and I got married, we had instant four kids between us, and we ended up having two more. Because four apparently wasn't enough. And um, you're
1: trying to give the Brady Bunch a run for their money. Yeah, I sure am.
0: <laughs> and for the first time in our marriage of 24 years, we are empty nesters. So we've never been um, alone, just the two of us in our marriage. And so I would say that that has been a good thing of 2020. There's been the, a lot of
1: parties. The cops nah. been called several oh. times. They've just been going.
0: Now a lot of Rummy Cube, a lot of Yacht <laughs> Rock Essentials, a lot of. It. He's watching The Office. Those who know my husband know he's not much of a TV guy. So he 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 likes Schitt's Creek. So he asked for another comedy. So we're watching The Office, which of course I've seen a gazillion times. But I'm happy to watch it with him. Again, not a big TV guy. So, um so that that ends on a very happy note because we're like rediscovering each other and spending time together mm-hmm. and <laughs> 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 I mean, I was an active parent for 34 years, meaning there was somebody under my roof under age for 34 years for him 35. So, that's that's a long time to be an active parent. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, that, that, that <laughs> was a very cute little, yes, of course, and that would be included in the rediscovering if we're, if we're going to go there.
1: <laughs> oh, good. <laughs>
0: oh, good. <laughs> you started no, it. You started it. Sorry,
1: I was, I, was, I was already thinking of like, uh, I was unplugged for a second because I was like, oh, the outro, I need to remember what the outro is. And I missed that, but yes, no, I, I'm, that's good. I'm, I'm
0: Which is why we've told that's... you to be sure and knock before you, <laughs> <laughs> before you come in.
1: <laughs> and, yeah. And, and really stomp around.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: No, that's, that's, that's healthy. It yes, should not be, it should thing. not be shame.
0: It should, no, it should not be. It should that's be not. fierce. I am. I am. <laughs> okay. Wrap us up. Take us home. Okay.
1: Um, Rochelle, thank you so much for joining us on this, your podcast, and being vulnerable with us, getting a little bit reclaimed and sharing some laughs. Now, go out there and be unabashed. Be you. And then start. it <laughs> out. <laughs>
0: Thanks to our guest host, Sean. We will definitely have him back. It was an experiment and one that I really enjoyed. Men are listening, and I'm grateful for that. The Unabashed You website has photos, quotes, and a blog for each episode. And each episode has its own page, unabashedyou.com, under Episodes. On social media, you can find us at unabashedu on either Facebook or Instagram, Twitter at Rochelle Renee. Feel free to follow us on any and all of the above. There are daily posts with great photos and inspirational quotes. If you have any questions or comments or want to be a guest, you can reach us through email at unabashedu at gmail.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts. We invite you to subscribe, rate, and review to help us be more discoverable. It really does make a difference. Let's go to some more states and some more countries. I want you each to feel fully yourself and to be thankful for being you. Our blessing for today, may the beauty and blessings of Thanksgiving bring warmth and peace to your home this season. Amen. Happy Thanksgiving to all.